This NBA Picks Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win five hundred dollars. Hey, this is John Sally, and you listen to SGPN. Let it ride. To the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Uh, we're being versatile, Sean. It's less than 24 hours since we were on the gridiron. Yes. Groins are still sore. Two way players. Yeah. Yes, we're talking hoops coming off a massive win for my Philadelphia 76ers. People were talking about. No, no. Finish. Oh, okay. I was, I was, was ready to react. I'm just. It in, was. A, I'm in the defensive stance. It was. It was a huge win for the Sixers, yes. getting up three-two. Obviously, creates a ton of pressure for this uh, game six, game seven to close it out. But I mean, just awesome all-around game for the 76ers, top to bottom. Maxi playing a huge game. Harden when Harden James Harden drew a charge. I knew this team was on to something. Now, knock on wood, they finish it out, but. Uh, amazing to just go in as a seven and a half point dog and get the outright game five win in Boston. Sean, baby shouldn't be surprised. Wheel, James Harden takes charges off the court all the time at the strip club. <laughs> yes, no. usually he's inviting contact in other ways that he has to pay for uh, for the company. Feet are planted. <laughs> he just gets planted. He gets in the private room. He's just all right, babe. Just right in the chest. I'm just in the. Get- I'm in the. Uh, what is it? The un- the. Uh, no, I guess there is not a restricted zone there in the show. No, club. no, that's the idea of going to the private room. You get rid of the restricted zone when you go upstairs. <laughs> and there was no word of a of a Vegas trip. He obviously took a Vegas trip before the uh, game one against the Celtics, and then dropped uh, what was it like forty five on him. Went nuts and uh, didn't need it for game five. Or if he did, maybe he squeezed in Atlantic city. There are a couple of nice spots in the Poconos. Uh, maybe made the trip say, up there. Definitely recommend the Poconos over Atlantic city. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a jam packed show. We're going to bring on a couple guys from the NBA gambling podcast. Help us talk a little hoops before we do that. Of course, shady rays. Oh man. I'm feeling like a badass Sixers up three, one, not going to jinx it. Hey, you want to look smooth? Gotta get these shady ray sunglasses. Love my shady rays. Perfect polarized sunglasses out on the lake, uh, hiking, beach, wherever you go. Versatile. Much like uh, James Harden plays offense and defense. Shady rays, perfect in any situation. And their lost and replacement policy. You can't beat it. Again, you're, you're, you drop your shades at the bottom of the lake, you leave your shades on a Southwest flight. You're really bummed out, and then you remember, hey, Shady Rays, they got me covered. And if you don't like your Shady Rays for some reason, free return policy within 30 days. You cannot lose. The only way you lose is by not getting those sweet, sweet Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com. Use promo code SGPM for 50% off uh, when you get two or more polarized shades. And then take those shades, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500 in the Shady May contest. Joining yeah, us. Oh, oh, I was going to say, uh, ho- hopefully you didn't drop your shady rays in the Chappaquiddick. Was that no. it? Was that the reference? Was that the? <laughs> well, if you're Ted Kennedy, he got out. No loss to <laughs> no loss to replacement policy for Mary Jo. Unfortunately, they don't ask questions. <laughs> they did. They did not ask questions. Uh, joining us on the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, to the co-hosts from the NBA Gambling Podcast. First up, new addition to the NBA Ooh. Gambling Podcast, Mr. Lante Smith. Lante, thanks for coming on, man. 
Good, man. Thanks for having me, man. Looking forward to breaking down the car with you guys. Yeah, first for time, sure. long time. First time, long time. Now, I I know you as not only big uh, NBA fan, you're a Lakers fan and a Giants fan. So it must be it, today. Explain must, yourself. Yeah. First off, how do <laughs> how do you get to be a Lakers and Giants fan? So uh, the Lakers thing is more so my love for Michael Jordan as a kid, and I thought Kobe was the next closest thing I could get to Mike because I didn't get to see him in his glory days. So that's how I gravitated towards the Lakers. Uh, New York, I'm a Giants and a Yankees fan. My grandfather was a big Giants and Yankees fan, so I watched him growing up as a kid. So that's how that paralleled. I just grew to it uh, as far as Bold. Kobe being closest to Michael Jordan. So, so we can blame James Dolan. Though. It sounds like he was the, he created a <laughs> void in the basket. I will say, I also, this does feel like growing up in Jersey. I I also was the con, you know contrarian player my whole life. I was a big Kobe mm-hmm. guy as well. People hated yeah, Kobe man. on the East Coast, man. Yeah, I mean, you 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 have to re- respect Kobe's Kobe's intensity. It must be a tough day for you because Lakers are up three one, have control of the series, but it was just announced the Giants are playing the Eagles oh. on Christmas, which means Boston <laughs> Scott may ruin uh, your Christmas there, Lante. Yeah, well, I'm hopefully the Giants won't ruin my uh, the start of my year uh, yeah. starting off, but yeah, man, not, not looking forward to that either. But uh, hopefully we can you know hold down Boston Scott All right, at we least need to, to have- one touchdown and not two. We need to have a big. We need to have a giant fan SGPN committee meeting to get all the talking points right. I didn't like that lack of strength right there. Yeah, you bet on Boston Scott to score a touchdown. That doesn't fucking matter. That's oh, only that's one good, touchdown. Yeah, if you're if that's you're true. a Giants fan, you can do that. Hopefully reverse correlation uh, boost your uh, odds up. He's my bring back in my uh, Danny Dimes stacks. Boston Scott, uh, a man we always like to bring back, and a man mm. who knows a little about uh, building a sweet parlay. You know him from the NBA gambling podcast. <laughs> Podcast, tons of other podcasts, including the tennis gambling podcast. Oh. I know there's some tennis DJs. Mr. Scott Rye Shell. What's happening, Scotty? Yeah, nothing much. And I see you guys again. Looking forward to going through the card. I know that you're wearing the th- the team uh that's up 3 1. Uh, you got the jersey you're repping. Unfortunately for New Yorkers, uh yeah, yeah it might be the end of postseason action for the for the foreseeable future tonight. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, two hockey teams in it, not in the second round, but they got in the first round. And then you had two in the NBA. Knicks did win a round, but they're down three one. We'll see what happens. But yeah, Philly has uh, been a lot more successful when it comes to winning playoff games than New York lately. And I'm not too happy about it, but it's the way it is. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of like the gardens back, Mojo's yeah, back, is. and then cooling off a little well, bit. Level here. out your expectations. <laughs> they they had a successful season. <laughs> I mean, it was more successful than uh, Giannis's, and he thought his was successful. So. Yeah, it's not a failure, uh, Scott. If they lose round two, it's not a failure. It's you just how a path to success. This is how I know right. I'm not a Knicks fan anymore. <laughs> is it? It's funny. It is funny to laugh at them. It's like the. It's like leaving Jersey and being annoyed that people make fun of Jersey all the time, and then you have that moment where it's like, holy, there are a lot of short Italian guys <laughs> who are really aggressive down the shore. So. Yeah, you know, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan can uh, disparage the Italians. Sean, I, Sean, I do want to ask you something though. Yes. How well will you be able to handle it if all three Philly teams make the championship game and they oh. all lose? Scott, we did not need that mojo Love coming into this show. <laughs> I'm sure Love that question, Scott. Uh, I. Oh man! I, honestly, wait. Are the, you including the MLS in there? That, uh, yeah. that I am not. I, oh, I might have offended four. some already, fans. Apologies I just, there, I just finally but. got over the union's <laughs> loss, Scott. Now you're, oh, okay. you're. Uh, hey, in some, I, I would love to see them, the Sixers, in an wow. NBA Finals. So, first step one, really. Though, you would have. I would never have guessed you would have loved to have seen the Sixers <laughs> in the NBA Finals. Really, that is a, okay. that is a hot take. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, it would be pretty Saturday? pretty disappointing if they if the if the trend continues. Uh, honestly, though, even if they beat uh, Boston, which I'm not a foregone conclusion, I am honestly worried about the uh, the Heat because I think Jimmy Butler has that mm-hmm. dog in him right now and he's played the Sixers incredibly incredibly tough. So one Scott, I'm not even gonna go there because as as a as a player on the team, we're taking it one game at a time, one Great series as, at Great a time. Take. We're focused on Game Six. We're not talking about championship right now, <laughs> even uh, though there was a moment where the Sixers John, were the odds on favor briefly until uh, Denver won that game. Worth reminding NBA Sean that mm. NFL Sean will be present at the at the time of this game as the NFL schedule release oh, will be happening. That is going to be cr- oh, that's no. going to be a lot of stress. I'm canceling <laughs> everything. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Talk a little game five hoops. 
Uh, perfect transition. Heat are catching three and a half points in MSG. They're a plus one forty five dog total sitting at two oh nine and a half. I, I'm on Miami here. I mean. It's over. Is that what you're saying? Put I understand a, it's back against the wall for the Knicks, but we've seen from the Heat they're not afraid to close out a team uh, that's supposedly better. Again, I, I never understood why the the Knicks were favored in this series to begin with. You're putting Jimmy oh. Butler in a in a game where he can knock out the Knicks in a big environment, and I, I think to me the handicap really jumped out as far as just the the mental aspect. The Knicks players were saying they want it more than us, and the fact that you're coming out in the press and saying they're they are hungrier. The the and last but not least, I this think is Tibbs. I think Eric Spolstra is really is really out coaching uh, Tom Thibodeau. I think he I think he out coached Bud in uh, round one there, and I think he's Got doing it fired. again. Yeah, I mean he ended his uh, he ended his career with the Bucks <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I I think this is a great spot for Miami, especially catching the three and a half. I'll have to think if I'm going to uh, put them in the dog spot here at the end of the pod. Stay tuned for that. But mm. I I like the Heat plus three and a half. Scott, we'll start with you. What's your take? I'm on Miami. Uh, I took them overnight at four. I'm still shocked they're getting three and a half points. I understand That's the argument sharp is sound it's <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I understand it's a must-win game for you know the Knicks because it's an elimination game at home, but. At the same point, you made the talk. You you brought up the fact that Randall made some comments in the press, which seems like mentally the Knicks might have checked out of the series already. It really feels like Miami is just a much better team. They have the much better coach. They have much better depth. Quickly is now injured. I know Quickly wasn't exactly great in the playoffs, but he was the runner up for six man of the year. They don't have any bench scoring, and the Knicks in general can't score. They're actually the worst offense left in the playoffs in terms of offensive rating. And the Heat are fourth in the league in playoff offensive rating. The point is, you have Butler and Adebayo, who have probably been the two best players in the series, just based on consistency. But when Randall, who is a guy you have to rely on, and 90% of the fan base wants him traded because they don't trust him in the playoffs anymore, I don't exactly trust the Knicks in the spot. I think Miami closed it out tonight. I think they win the game. But if you're going to give me three and a half or four with a Heat team that I think's the better coach team, the more talented no. team, and once again, Dog. a team that is not afraid of any environment. We saw them beat Milwaukee and do the impossible and win that series in five. I think they win the series in five, too. I'm going to take oh, the Heat. God. I understand the argument. The Knicks must win game in MSG, but based on what I've seen lately, it seems like this team might be mentally cooked. I'm going to take Miami plus the point. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, you make a bunch of great points there uh, with the injury stuff as well. Lante, how about you? How say you on the Knicks seat? Yeah, so I like the Knicks here, uh, not just because of the desperation spot. I think that they can cut down on two things, which is why they were pretty much losing. So the effort and energy thing was the reason why they beat the Cavs. I mean, I don't think they were still a better team than the Cavs. I thought they just out-hustled and uh, basically outworked them. And in this specific matchup, they're just not doing that right now. So one thing they have to do is play harder, play with more intensity. And another thing is cut down on the turnovers. So in all the four games, they're minus 45 in, a turn in points off turnover march. So they got to they got to get in transition because their half court offense, like uh, Scott just mentioned. Uh, so they get out in transition and are able to run and knock down some shots. They haven't shot the ball well at all so far. So I'm assuming at home some of these guys will be able to shoot the ball better. Grimes, uh, some topping minutes would help. Uh, is what is what I'm thinking. So I think they got to limit the turnovers, get out and run, and not go against that set defense for Miami because that's what's really hurting. And once they get in the set. Uh, and spoke and set up and dissect that offense. I think that's when they're running out of time. So they got to get out and transition and limit those turnovers. So that's the main two things uh, why I like the Knicks. And another thing is they got to get off the Mitchell Robertson minutes. Uh, I know he's you know the heart and soul of the defense and able to grab rebounds, but I think they should be able to go smaller with maybe topping or maybe even go even smaller and put Grimes in and have RJ or uh, whoever else run the five. It doesn't really matter, but they got to be able to match that intensity and get that get those shots to fall. Um, so yeah, I like the Knicks here. Yeah, to your point, it does Michael seem like Jordan always owned the Knicks. Why are we surprised that <laughs> Jimmy Butler time. is dominating the Knicks and in the Garden? I will point out that if you do like the Knicks to make a surge, I just did some calculations. Mechanical parlay won't pay near the plus five fifty series price you can find out there. So uh, potentially some value there. That being said, you can't if you're talking about how the other teams work or working harder than you. Mm -hmm. And you have Julius Randle on your team, and he's part of the reason that you haven't been working hard. This, he's a piece of shit. 
If I was a Knicks fan, <laughs> small dog sound this, effect. This is all on Julius Randle, <laughs> and this is on Tibbs. Like TMZ NBA fan. Oh, did you work your team too? Scott's been saying this all season, I, I believe. But you work your team too fucking hard. Eventually, they're gonna quit. And then, unfortunately, when you run into Michael, it's like the it's like the Derby horse. If what? you start whipping them like early too on, early. they're gonna be like, when, all right, and it's Sean Kings Barnes, bring it back because he'll be in the conference finals. But when you run into Air Jordan. And the best coach in the NBA. Let's go Heat. I, why did we not buy a future on the Heat? We I were know. hyping up Air I, Jordan. I, I, I was all in, and then you know that 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 them losing that first game of the playing tournament scared me off them, uh, and then sh- right, should have been on them more for sure. Can the social team have an Air Jordan graphic prepared when oh, he okay. when he wins tonight in the Garden? Yes, one hundred percent. We will get that going. Uh, John Lee, legend, oh. of course, in the chat. Make sure you subscribe. YouTube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Uh, he wants to know. Uh, first off, thanks for the 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 handicap. These games oh, don't break themselves down. No problem, down. John. Uh, <laughs> Miami Heat second quarter bet cash cow. Oh wow! Confirm or deny uh, Miami Heat second quarter. I would assume you're on this one as well, uh, Scott. If you like Miami Heat to win the game outright. Well, I have to confirm that uh, that theory because I said before the Knicks have no bench. So if the argument is the starters are going to be playing most of the first quarter. And then you usually have at least half of the second quarter with the bench unit. Mm. The Knicks don't have anybody that can score off the bench with quickly being out. And it feels like the heat of a guy that steps up and night in, night out. Some nights it's Vincent, who's been brutal the last couple of games, but nobody's noticed because other guys have stepped up. Struce has been good lately. We've seen a Robinson game here and there. Lowry was good in game one. The heat of options. The Knicks don't have that. So yeah. I feel like I have to agree with the second quarter just because of the fact that if I like Miami's bench that much more than the Knicks, which I do, I believe they outscored the Knicks bench 32 to 10 in game four. Mm. I'm with you in the second quarter because assuming Brunson and Ashore Randall aren't going to play 45 minutes in this game, they might, but we'll see. Then I think whoever the Knicks bringing off the bench, probably not good enough to stay with Miami's bench. So I agree with the second quarter. Point. We're talking about benches, and I I slipped down a Kevin Love uh, wormhole. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Apologies, I skipped Kevin Love. Sorry. Well, no, no, <laughs> I, I I fell down a wormhole, and uh, where I was, I may have known this before, but uh, Clay Thompson, Kevin Love were little league teammates. Uh, really, growing, yeah. growing up yeah, in Lake from, Lake Oregon. Oswego, yeah. Oregon. Yep. Yeah. But did you know that Matt Stafford and Clayton Kershaw go yes. way back? <laughs> oh, see that 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 would be more relevant if we were talking about. <laughs> All right, uh, let's head over to the Lakers Warriors. Warriors a uh, seven point favorite. I'm seeing maybe seven and a half some places. Lay in minus three hundred. Lakers plus two fifty on the money line. Total sitting at two twenty five and a half. Again, for me, this is just classic zigzag theory. Give me Golden State minus seven. We've seen this Laker team. Uh, have moments where they're playing amazing, right? They're playing out their mind. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis having historic games, 30, 20, uh, it was like 30, 23, and five. He put up uh, one game earlier on in the series, and then they come back and they're just kind of flat. They're almost punting. I, I, it would not shock me if LeBron James came up with a plan where it's like, all right, these are the games I'm going to try in the <laughs> NBA playoffs. Th- this game I'm going to try, not this game. And you saw it even in the last game they played. He took the entire first quarter off from even shooting a basket. It's amazing. And then he had this incredible energy spend where he was. You know, blocking shots and jumping into the stands and really carrying the team. So I, I think this is a part of their plan to lose this game oh. in Golden State. The number diabolical. It, it's it's minus seven. It feels crazy high, but I do think to to knock out the champs on their court is a little bit of a tough ask uh, for this Golden State team or sorry for this Lakers team, even though they have played well. In uh, Golden State, there I'm going to take Golden State minus seven. Lante, you're a Lakers fan here. Do you like the plus seven? Do you think they're a live dog? No, nah, I don't. I, I'm agreeing with everything <laughs> you just said. I think it's similar to Game Two. Uh, the spread yeah. was similar, somewhat six and a half, seven uh, after the Lakers got that Game One, and we saw what Golden State was able to do with them. The thing with the Lakers is they they aren't consistent enough. I mean, even though they're up three one, the series could easily be flipped to Golden State being up three one. So they are Lonnie Walker. Uh, fourth quarter and a few bad jump shots from Clay and Steph from being down at least three one. 
um, or three two at the most. So you know, it just it just depends on if the Lakers decide to show up. I personally don't think they will. We saw this happen last uh, round with Memphis when they were up three one. They went into Memphis. They held strong for a little bit, and then Devin um, and Darvin Ham waved the white flag. They lost by seventeen. So yeah, I think Golden State has a great shooting night here. Uh, I don't know what he's what Curry's going to do as far as tinkering with the lineup. Um, hopefully Gary Payton doesn't throw up in his mouth again. But um, <laughs> let's I, I'll go with Golden State. Man, I think Golden State is is going to run like havoc on them. So first quarter, first half, full game is is what I like here. Yeah, game uh, game one, both LeBron and AD went over forty minutes. What happened game two? Yeah. That, that's complete letdown. That's 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 yeah. it. Yeah, and it, and it feels like similar Same situation setting up here. Yep. I was listening to the uh, Lakers game on the radio here locally, and oh. if you don't know, uh, Clay Thompson's dad, Michael Thompson, oh, yeah. does the yeah. does the play by play for the Lakers, and it was just hilarious because normally they're such homers for the Lakers, <laughs> but uh, Michael Thompson was clearly rooting for his son. It's like they need to hit a three here and then a quick foul, and they're right back in this game. Uh, what do the Lakers some, some need to do? Oh, I don't know. They're probably gonna win. <laughs> but well, come on, the war, war and and it like Clay missing a bunch of those shots late. You could just he was just deathly silent. It was uh, mm. man, that must just be tough as a dad calling your son's playoff game right. in a huge and you're doing the play by play for the opposing team. I, he didn't really try and hide his bias. Un- unapologetic. Pretty entertaining. I, I would do the same right. thing. Yeah, similar I mean, to Dale Curry do? when he when Steph comes to Charlotte or whenever they they do the play by play in um. In Golden State, you know, Steph's dad is the color commentator for the Hornets. He he doesn't hide his bias at all. At all. <laughs> yeah, he's just at all, all in. Uh, how can you? Well, you're, it's also the Hornets. I mean, who's gonna who's yeah, really gonna right. be too worked up about <laughs> it? Oh yeah, you gotta watch out for those uh, angry 909ers with their big monster <laughs> trucks coming for Thompson's head. Uh, Scott, <laughs> I'll say you. Are you are you riding the zigzag theory here, or are you going contrarian with the Lakers? I feel like I gotta take Golden State here. Yeah, it's not often you see a team down three one. That's a laying seven points. I feel like that's kind of daring you to take the Lakers. I'm not going to do it. Uh, Kramer mentioned the minutes for LeBron and AD in game four. I think you're going to see a pretty limited workload for both guys, even if they're on the court, maybe just not fully engaged. A couple props I gave out on the show today. I like the Lakers team total under at around 110 and a half. Yeah. Golden State in a must win game. I'm hoping they bring it defensively. There's a couple ways to get there. Even when the Lakers win games, it's pretty ugly the way they win games because they still can't really shoot from the outside. They try to out uh, out physical you in the half court and they try to play good defense, but that team total feels a bit high. I like Anthony Davis under in points. Uh, that number feels a little bit high. It's around 24 and a half, 25 and a half. If we're questioning how many minutes he's going to play, he also had two straight good games, even though he vanished in the fourth yep. quarter and only had 23 points. I do think he might be a little bit more passive. We'll see what happens there. I like the under with his props, though. But Golden State, in order to be the champions, you got to beat the champions. I can guarantee you that the the Warriors will not roll over. They're going to bring it definitely in this matchup. And it's the exact same script as the Memphis series. Every game to a T. They won game one on the road, punted game two, won game three in blowout fashion at home, barely won game four at home. Punt game five, potentially win game yep. six. So it's, it's, I'm it's, expecting, it's, I'm expecting history to repeat itself. Give me Golden State. It's the finest theater out there, Sean. And yeah. we said LeBron versus KD would just be a master master class in the conference finals. Unfortunately, well, yeah, uh, Suns, Suns need to pick it up. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, this is this is the this is an autoplay. We got another question in the chat, of course, from Jong. <laughs> he wants to know. I'll ask you, Lante. Uh, I know Warriors third quarter was an autoplay. It felt like uh, maybe last year in the playoffs. Have mm-hmm. you guys been getting down on Warriors third quarter at all this run? Do you like it maybe here? Obviously, it kind of depends, but um, so certainly maybe getting it early. What, what what's your thought on Warriors third quarter? Yeah, it, it does depend on game flow and game script, obviously, but. What I've been doing is if they are within one to five points as far as leading or trailing, I'm, I'm automatically playing it because they're going to come out ultra aggressive either way. They're going to try to, and they're going to go for the knockout punch. And one thing with the Lakers is if it's early, if it's over early, Darvin Ham's going to pull those guys. So yeah. you'll get probably backups coming in late third quarter. So that'll boost up some of the uh, value that you get in that. So I don't hate playing it right now. Um, but obviously it depends on game flow because you don't want to, you know, take, they're, they're up what, 15, 16, and, you know, you got to lay a certain number. So I would make sure that they're within a certain range to try to play it. 
I, I I feel like we've been inspired to play some sort of ladder here. All yeah. all spreads all the way up to the moon. Yeah, see if we can, you yeah. know, Golden somehow, State minus twenty nine and a half, maybe some, somehow <laughs> somehow parlay uh, heat second quarter with Golden State third quarter. Well, that I do like that because it could get worse, right? I I feel like. Uh, what did I just hear? The the Heat were like uh, randomly won every quarter against the Knicks in Game Three or something. That well, that's always one of those crazy sucker bet uh, props yeah, that to, the, the book will offer. Like team wins all all four quarters. Well, and yeah, with the yeah, yeah. with the Lakers third quarter especially. I mean, or sorry, with the uh, Golden State third Warriors. quarter. There's uh, Warriors. There's there's Talante's point. There's a million. It feels like there's a lot of scenarios where that ends up being a decent value. One, mm -hmm. if the Warriors are down, they're going to come out swinging. If it's close, they're still going to be super aggressive. If they're up big, they're going to try and finish them off. And and Lakers may even start pulling guys or or resting. Are are you on a Lakers third quarter or sorry Golden State third quarter, Scott? Does that make sense on your end? I think for me, if I'm going to be taking one of the middle quarters, I'd rather try to take it in play, yeah, as opposed to taking it before the game. Because game flow can just kill you. I know, I know you just mentioned that Golden State could just try to go for the throat if they're up 15 at the half. I'd rather not lay a couple points with a team up 15 right. at the half in the All third right. quarter. So right. the line usually doesn't fluctuate that much if you're betting it in the middle of the game compared to where you're taking it before the game starts. I'd probably rather see how the first half plays out. If it's close, I will take Golden State third quarter. But if they're up 15 or 20 or something like that, I'll probably stay away. Because I do think in the back of teams' minds, they think to themselves, well, this team's probably going to roll over. We already have the game won, and there might be a little bit of a lack in focus. You're taking Golden State third quarter because you know Kerr's going to make adjustments, and you know that they're going to be trying to really just bury, to end the game entirely. Can you make many adjustments when you're up 15 points at the half? Like I feel like that's, <laughs> that's kind of true, the yeah. question you have to ask. Right. I'd rather take the third quarter in play based on how the game's actually going. Sean, hit what that. About, uh, um, hit the shot. What about a team total? Go to state team total might be worth the shot. Oh yeah, yeah. I Third quarter. Do you know what the uh, team total is at? This is why I, you I have. To, this is why you got to have the conversation in the boardroom. You know what I mean? Yes. Workshopping ideas, finding new. Hey, pets this out is there. this is why the chat's great. Always, always uh, giving us ideas to get down yeah. on uh, some extra action. All right, yeah, Lante, look up that team total because I think that's that's <laughs> yeah, pretty. It's, interesting. It's, it's not available right now. Oh. From okay, what I'm seeing, keep, but the but the quarter total is 68. So I'm assuming, I guess, somewhere around like 34 ish, 35. Okay. Wait, wait, what? What you say the total was? 68 for the for the third quarter. That's what it. That's what it's got up here. Um, you said 68 like mm -hmm. per quarter. That's massive. Yeah, yeah wait, that see, might maybe that's wrong. Uh, yeah, that would be sixty-eight. That would be like two seventy-two. That would be the highest total. total of a quarter I've seen. <laughs> wait, let me in see. Maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping. <laughs> maybe that's a half. Fifty-eight sounds reasonable. Like maybe oh, fifty-seven and a half. My bad. Fifty-seven and a half. Okay. Fifty-seven. Yeah. Okay, so we just dropped ten points in value. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I don't know if I can take the over. Yeah, I don't no, think no, I can no, take no. the under anymore. No, no, fifty-seven and a half. That's what I'm. That's why Scott created a great middle for himself. That's that's why you got to watch the live stream. You missed out on that. We just did a release show, Sean. Like, like some of these sharp outlets. We just did a release and moved the line. I just heard that number. I, I had to do like a double check. I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't sound right play, at all. Play yeah, the yeah, sharp. No, no, yeah, yeah, that's right. Hold Here, on. Here's, here's they're, the, they're laying two in the uh, in the third quarter. Okay, laying two. I'm a, I I like Scott's angle on on waiting, but man, minus two is tempting. And then when you take quarter plays, though, do you notice that the line shifts much if you take the third quarter in the middle of the second no, quarter? Probably no, you're right. Probably you're gonna right. be too still. The knowledge so. you gain uh, versus yeah. the value you may lose is probably is is probably uh, makes sense there. Classic. Yeah, we we need a knife sharpener. Yes. We no, I mean this is just Scott sharp right. I, I want one of those like grinding sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, we're gonna get to uh, some uh, games for Thursday. Before we do that, shout out to Talkify again. Uh, you know, you guys found your perfect match when it comes to podcasts, but what about finding your perfect match when it comes to dating? Uh, again, online dating can be a real, real hassle. A bunch of bad first dates. If only, if only there was some sort of company that did the research for you. In the same way, we do a bunch of research uh, analytics, maybe more so than some than others. But uh, we do some research, come up with some picks, give them to you. And Talkify does that same research when it comes to picking you a perfect partner when it comes to dating. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service designed to help you achieve relationship uh, success. 
And again, they they do all the they literally interview the girl you're about to go on a date with. Um, they screen the potential matches, do background checks, video interviews. They ask the tough questions that are super awkward on the first date. Uh, you know, like, hey, do you are what's what side are you on on uh, betting a third quarter in the Lakers Golden State game? They do that for you. They get those questions out of the way, and then from there, they, the matchmaker helps plan your date. The intros handles all the communication. They do all the heavy lifting, aka the pain in the ass stuff. Eighty percent of clients met their person within their first twelve matches. That is a lead pipe lock, if I ever heard one. And Talkify is offering our listeners twenty percent off when you become a client at Talk. Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T A W K I F Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. Unconfirmed, Sean, but I potentially Talkify stepped in in the 25th hour to help Lamar and the Ravens. Oh, finally, finally. Yeah. yeah, they're like, hey, guys, you guys are a good match. Yeah. We did the background no. check. You're not finding anything better than Lamar. You let's guys love plaid out. suits. L- Lamar loves plaid suits. Every- Come on, <laughs> let's get this together. Let's go. All right. Celtics on Thursday night, two point favorite against my Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers are plus 110 on the money line. Celts minus 130. Total sitting at 212. And a half. Obviously, I'm going to be all over the Philadelphia Sixers for the first quarter until the schedule release starts. Thirty yes. minutes later, and then I'll be I'll be watching most of the schedule release. <laughs> Got to figure out. Those so play games. the first quarter. <laughs> yes, that, that's what I'll, my Maybe, interest will be. Peaked. Oh, first basket. Is that what you're saying? First basket. I was I was thinking of dabbling with those. It does seem like Embiid, even though he's chalky, I think he's hit first basket a couple back to back nights. I did. Uh, I was in the great state of Ohio. Got down on oh, a wow. sick ass same game par. For uh, game four, Harden plus thirty, Embiid plus thirty, Sixers money line, pay thirty to one. You're I know you've been America. saying you can't wait to tell Scott about. It. Yeah, I, I was just trying to impress Scott. You're bringing the dead bird to the back door of Scott's. Uh, yes, I'm the cat that brings. <laughs> hey, Scott, you want this mouse? Look at this thing. Because uh, there, there definitely is correlation of these role players. Uh, you know, putting up a bunch of points and and the Sixers winning, so obviously you can tie those together. I mean, Maxi's looked really good. Harden's looked really good. This team seems to be firing on all cylinders. And you know, the Celtics like that game. Uh, that game five, like they never felt in it. And there was like a there was a confidence issue. Not only were they missing a bunch of shots, but they felt mentally kind of shot. I am obviously concerned. The Sixers with expectations at home. I, I, it is concerning. Obviously, the the Celtics have a bunch of playoff experience. Made it to the NBA Finals last year. I think Doc Rivers, and I don't know how many times we can say this in his career, is out coaching <laughs> Joe Mazzula in a playoff series. So not a great resume builder for uh, Joe Mazzula. Do, do you not remember when yes, I brought Ryan. the whole the whole world's attention to the psycho nature of this guy? Yeah. As soon as I saw him look at the media and say, "What? No one wants to ask me about my adjustments <laughs> after he won." This guy's not cut out. And and TJ uh, Suns. Brad Stevens will be back next season to be the coach of this team. TJ in the chat uh, from the research team pointing out Jalen Brown halfway out the door. It does feel like there's a weird dynamic between him and Tatum. And then of course, Market Smart like thinks he's a part of the big three. Like he's (laughs) like, hey guys, we're the big three, right? Offensively, he doesn't seem to understand. And then Al Horford, who I think the Sixers came in the series going, hey, we're okay letting him shoot. It kind of almost bit them in the ass game four because he was lights out. But for the rest of the series, it's been a good strategy just letting Al Horford finally come up big for the Sixers in a playoff series by uh, clanging a bunch of postseason threes. Obviously, I'm a bit biased. I like the Sixers plus two, I like them on the money line. Scott, how say you? So going into the series, I thought Boston would win. Simply put, with Embiid's injury status up in the air, and I thought Boston was the more talented team on paper. I still do. But I am so anti-Missoula. I've been anti-Missoula for months, and it would be pretty funny if he calls out the media and then does not win a single playoff game after that. That isn't the cards for this one. Uh, so keep an eye on that. If they lose this game, then he'll be, I believe, 0-3 after calling out the media. But the point is, I do think based on the number itself, I got to take Philly in this spot. Boston has just too much turmoil going on. I don't trust them in close games. I don't trust them late in games. Doc Rivers, I know he's been a punching bag, you know, in the media and just for people who talk about basketball all the time because of how many 
no shows or underwhelming performances his teams have had, he's still better than Missoula. Like that's how bad I think Missoula is. And Rivers has made some adjustments. He's done a good job of figuring things out over the course of the series. I'm not sure what Missoula has done at any point in the series as an adjustment. I thought one guy that actually was playing relatively well defensively in the series was Grant Williams. Yeah. And then uh, Embiid stomped on his head. And then I don't think Grant Williams played after that. <laughs> so I do find it kind of weird that the main adjustments they're using were really just to limit some guys in the rotation. But I thought Grant Williams actually played relatively well earlier in the Rebounding series too. Yeah. Yeah. They keep using Horford. And it's kind of funny because I roasted Horford's three-point shooting and then the game after he <laughs> yeah, hit five three-pointers. And then he went back to being bad again after that. But Horford's killed them offensively. He can't shoot. Uh, you're looking at the overall hierarchy of the team. Tatum is the guy in his own mind. I think arguably Jalen Brown might be the better player. The separate conversation for that. But Marcus Smart's also trying to butt in and say, hey, remember me? I got to take all these big shots late in the yeah. fourth quarter. And it's like, no, you really don't. But Marcus Smart <laughs> thinks he has to. The point is, there's just a lot of question marks. I question the overall psyche of this team. If you're going to give me a home team up 3-1 against a team with a rookie head coach that I don't trust, I got to take the plus money here. Now, if Boston won the series, I wouldn't be totally shocked because once again, they are the more talented team. But I can't trust Boston if I don't trust them. If I can't take them you know, on the road after they no showed a home game in game five. And I still can't trust them to close games out. Like we saw in game four, I got to take Philly on principle here. Yeah. I mean, you know, Joe Missoula, like Ryan, you know, brought up his history. He's just super inexperienced. I mean, you know, previous to this, he was coaching Fairmount state. I mean, D two, not even D one, not even like Patriot league D one college basketball. And your point adjustment wise, I mean, uh, Horford to his credit did have that, you know, game four where he hit five mm -hmm. threes. And there was a moment in game four as well, where he was like D and up Embiid seemingly kind of got in his head there for a little bit. But other than that, I think Williams has been the better player, more consistent rebounder. And I think a tougher matchup overall for the Sixers. A number of Celtics fans have said, uh, basically, I wish we had a coach that could drop a play. Mm. Which feel uh, that seems like at a minimum, if you're a basketball coach, like you got to be able to draw. Uh, that that's whiteboard, Brad Stevens' right? wheelhouse. Uh, so, and also, just a shout out to the city of Boston for just. I, I know I called for the. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. I, I know I called for the beginning of their just every sport's gonna suck ass for two decades, <laughs> but the, like the cliff <laughs> is happening fast. The the, the way the, uh, Bru the Bruins, the, the way if the Celtics lose to all teams, the Sixers, yeah, uh, their coach is a psychopath who <laughs> definitely. I mean, he's do they let him go in the offseason? Well, or does he intimidate ownership with that glare? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> put him it, in a fucking chokehold. It, it's certainly weird. I mean, again, he he just seems possibly in over his head. He's 34 years old and he's coaching in this massive spot. I mean, he may end up being a good coach down the road. I just think he's woefully inexperienced. You guys told me before the series, we don't worry about Doc until game 7. Yeah. This is not game 7. No, it's so game 6. The and they and they're still a dog. So I think they can still kind of play up that angle of like no respect. Uh, they're not, you know, the, no one believes in you. I, I think they can lean into that. Lante, how do you see game six shaking out for the Sixers? Yeah, man. Sorry. I, I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to, oh. I like Boston. I pretty much had a decent feel for this series. Uh, <laughs> so until, the thing until this is, game, <laughs> the thing with Missoula is he has made adjustments. It's just all been the wrong ones. <laughs> like Scott, like Scott alluded to it, like taking Grant Williams off of Embiid was probably the worst decision that he's made. Cause if you watch the game, even after he got stomped in the, in the face, he was like all up in Embiid's space and not giving him a chance to like jab step and be able to get a good look at the rim. So he's actually making Embiid work while Horford is just kind of like playing off, trying to use his length to block his shots. But I think that, I think the Missoula has to do, he has to do something. I mean, he can't do everything wrong. I don't think. So you think he accidentally lucks in based on probability to one decent adjustment because he's been wrong every step. Of the I like, I like this theory. He's so bad. It's he's like, got to do something right. Like, I, I mean, but he's due, you know, he's due. Yeah. I mean, but he's due for a honestly, correct adjustment. It, it is. It, he is bad. He, he is really bad, but I think a lot of it has to do with some of the players also. Like some of those, like Tatum was disengaged from the jump. He was getting outplayed. Brogdon's getting beat up the dribble. Rob Williams looked like he wasn't even supposed to be on a basketball court. And for <laughs> if you remember last year, he was the reason why they were having so much success. 
their defensive rating was sky high when he was on the floor and at the bottom level when he wasn't on the floor. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's injured or whatever. But, I mean, Boston's been here before. We saw last year they were down 3-2 to uh, Milwaukee. They went into Milwaukee. They won by 13, and they followed it up by um, winning by 18 at home. So I think they follow suit here. I think they get it done behind some big performances from uh, Tatum and Brown. I'm not too big on the coaching thing, so I'm just going to put my faith in the players. No faith in Missoula at all. <laughs> and uh, just for just for the record, like he was a lot of Boston, like hardcore Boston Celtics fan were saying like he wasn't even on the first row of the bench. You know how the coaches has two different rows? <laughs> yeah. like, he was on the back row of the bench. Like he wasn't even a like uh, an assistance assistant. He was like at the back of the yeah. He was coaching Fairmount State. I, I mean, yeah. again, he just seemed maybe in over his head. It's it, like when the Colts let the uh, video coordinator call the plays for a week. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. it, it, it reminds me when uh, Andy Reid made Juan Castillo the <laughs> offensive line coach, <laughs> defensive head coach. And I just saw on the Kelsey podcast someone brought up a quote of uh, Andy Reid saying, "If you can coach O line, you can coach anything." I'm like, Jesus, man, you have not learned. I, yeah, you can. It's it is good to be able to coach the O line, but you know you can't just go from. Again, we saw it with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Yep. Sometimes you're just you're not a, you're not a specialist. TJ uh, in the chat from the research team once again pointing out: Does Boston play Pritchard more? Uh, they brought him in at the end of the game. Certainly got me a little nervous. Hit a, hit a few threes there. <laughs> I, I I was like, oh my god, are they gonna? Bl-? They were up twelve with like two minutes, and I was still nervous. I don't know if that was just an end of the game thing or yeah, it was. Uh, he, he it was, was coming in and, and everyone was checked out and he was just hitting some open threes. You think there's yeah. anything Lante to Pritchard more or no? Nah, if if they play Pritchard, Maxi will will literally score probably a hundred points. He can't stay yeah. in front of Maxi. Uh, they'll, they'll pick and roll on the diff, put Maxi and Harden a lot of ball screens to get him off of whoever. I'm assuming he'd be on Derek White. So they probably put him in a lot of ball screens. He's not capable of being able to defend at that high of a level yet. So yeah, I don't think they should. What he should do is play less Al Horford and more Malcolm Brogdon. He should go small and put Tatum at the five and just have, mm. you know, go bombs away from three. Fun game. Al Horford, old as shit. We all know that. Respect. Yes. As as an old guy, respect. Don't know how his <laughs> knees are staying in one piece. <laughs> Who is old? He's thirty six. Oh, you looked oh, it up. Sorry. Oh, oh, I didn't well, know no, you were doing it. You game. can still do. Well, we can still play the game. Okay. <laughs> who of these people who is older than him? Kevin Love, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel. Oh man, Joe Flacco, Blaine Gabbert. Oh wow, it has to be I'm Joe. Torn, I'm torn between two. It, I'm gonna go with Gabbert. I was gonna say I think it's either Gabbert or Flacco. Yeah, because Fla- I Fla- remember. I remember Al Horford and Noah. They won in 06, 07. I won a bet on that in high school. They won back to back. So Manziel came after that. Oh, Manziel is not even close. Like, yeah, Manziel's. Yeah, just I'm, I'm just, I'm just, pl- I'm just going like, through like, close. I'm just going yeah. through like seasons in my head. Bortles came after that because I remember him when he was at UCF, right? Wasn't he at UCF? Yeah, and I think. Why do I think that Gabbert was in the like Jake Locker draft? Like, I think he was yeah, that well, long ago. Like, I think I'm gonna go with Gabbert. Yeah, so, I'm gonna go with Gabbert. I'll go with Gabbert too. His brother's he, almost like 20. Right? Flacco, Flacco is the red herring. Flacco. All right, the tricky so one. Al Horford was in the 2007 NBA draft. Kevin Love was in the mm-hmm. 2008 NBA draft. He's two years younger. Mm-hmm. Blake mm-hmm. Bortles, you guys are right. Nowhere near 2014 draft. He's yeah. only 31, but like. <laughs> He's retired, you know. Johnny Football only thirty, comically same draft, two thousand fourteen. Blaine Gabbert, mm-hmm. twenty eleven draft. Which, by the way, first round pick. Remember that? That was a fun draft. Uh, he's only thirty three though. Joe Flacco. Wow. Joe Flacco, Flacco. thirty eight yeah, years wow. old, two, oh. two years older. Z- I did. I mean, I did the uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire fifty fifty. I was yeah. torn between <laughs> Flacco and Gabbert. I just picked the wrong. They one. were in. Uh, they were. He was in the two thousand eight uh, NFL draft. Mm. First out of Delaware. Pick out of Delaware after he yeah. ran scared from Blue Pittsburgh. Heads. Blue heads. His, his brother. His brother was well, not Blaine Gabbert's brother is way better. Uh, who's wait? Who's Blaine Gabbert? I'm not that brother? saying much. But. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, his, his brother plays for. Uh, play for? I won some money off of him. Oh, I, like, um, I like how you, all your references. He plays, are, he plays for Miami, Ohio. 
There we oh, go. Okay. There we he go. did. I think he transferred. Yeah, but they were doing some weird stuff with his injury. He was injured like this. for the season, and he came back. And it's, this is a hell of a segue we got going on. Right <laughs> I know. We're talking Ohio, Miami, Ohio football. I'm just doing some loose research. He might have multiple brothers. So Brett and how did this start? By the way, Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, it did begin with the old ass Al Horford. That's how it started. Kramer, uh, Celtics or uh, Sixers? Oh, well, Sixers, because the other thing I was going to bring up is Boston won game out of the basement in the AL East. Mm. AFC East, Patriots projected to be last place. Bruins, worst collapse in the history of hockey. Uh, Boston Celtics, stretch, psy- yeah. <laughs> psycho, psycho head it's coach. Bottom five, but okay. Yeah, it's, sure. it's certainly a historic collapse. Nothing is ever going to be Tampa's being that good that's and getting fair. swept by Columbus. That's, that's going to be the all timer. Like that's tough to beat, but, but for rel- for recency bias, yeah. we can say it's the worst. And then uh, <laughs> the bo- the Boston Celtics were collecting their championship. A lot of their fans were collecting championship rings after the Milwaukee bucks were upset. Yeah. Uh, losing to the Sixers would be sweet, sweet glory. And like I said, the beginning of the 20 year drought. Of Boston, the drought begins. All right, last game we're gonna break down Thursday night. Nugs at Suns. Suns are uh, laying three and a half here. Obviously, Denver up three two. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go dog here with the Nuggets. I know the Suns have been a tough out at home, but to me, it, it almost takes a historic performance. And I think. I've been looking to kind of fade games where teams need those back-to-back historic performances. I mean, you know, Booker and uh, was it Booker and KD put up like something eighty-six points in one game. That yeah. I just don't see that happening again. Uh, Jokic, I think, is just his confidence is through the roof. You're giving them three and a half points. I, I think that is a little bit crazy, and just the, the Suns' offense. I just don't think it's sustainable. Like Booker obviously is playing so well, but you're not going to just keep hitting 70% of your shots. I think he's due to cool down. Whereas Jokic game, I think is pretty, pretty repeatable. And I, I just, I like them to close it out here in Phoenix. And I, I think this is a tough spot for the Suns here after that loss in Denver. Scott, how say you? Nug Suns spread here three and a half total, 226. So on one hand, I thought the series would initially be a pretty long one. I thought it might go seven, but I do think I'm going to lean to Denver in this spot. You mentioned the insane numbers that Booker and Durant had to put up at home just to win games three and four. Booker in games three and four shot 79% from the floor in those two games combined. And yet those two games, or at least one of them, was still very competitive. Like Denver hung in there despite Booker having one of the most efficient two game stretches I've ever seen arguably in NBA history for at least a guard. I know Will Chamberlain used to just dunk the ball over six foot tall centers, (laughs) but still for actual guards shooting a bunch of jump shots, Booker couldn't miss for two straight games. And yet Denver hung around because Jokic was able to go for an insane 30, 17 and 17 triple double followed by a 53 point game with 10 assists. I'm going to go with Denver in this one. At the end of the day, Landry Shamit had one really good game. Oh yeah, that's the other thing too. I that's forgot. Shamit's like bench crazy. Is still not good. You know, like we saw Terrence Ross step up a little bit yesterday. T.J. Warren's had a moment here or there, but they still don't have a great bench. Denver's bench isn't great either. But Bruce Brown went for twenty something points yesterday. The point is, the benches you can argue are going to uh, really just uh, be kind of difficult to predict because both bench unit isn't exactly that great. Now you assume that Phoenix's bench is going to play better at home, but that's kind of a theory. The point is if you need Booker and Durant to once again, combine for what, like 75 points. Yeah. If you want to win a game and you know that Phoenix can't stop Jokic, they're letting Aiton get killed every possession. They're not double teaming when they want to Jokic can drop it down to uh, Murray, maybe Gordon on a cut, maybe Porter jr. On a three. That's what makes Jokic so good because he can beat you in so many different ways, depending on how you try to guard him. And truth is when it comes to coaching, if we're going to be talking about doc rivers being a better coach than Missoula and how that plays a factor, I think Malone's a much better coach than Monty Williams. So I'm going to link to Denver plus the points. It would not shock me if they win this game, if Phoenix wins and Booker and Durant combined for 70 tip for the cap, see it for game seven. But I think it's a lot easier 
for Denver to generate consistent quality looks compared to Phoenix. They have to make a lot of difficult shots in comparison. And I think as a result, Denver's pretty live to win this game. The better coach is winning every series, but the Warriors, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it certainly seems to be breaking down. Coaching matters, Sean. Yeah, it's especially in the NBA. And, and Monty Williams, one is like, yeah, him getting out coached. But also, I think, I, I guess in his defense, he hasn't had time really to figure out the rotation, yeah. to figure out yeah. the lineup, to figure out. The roster's extremely flawed, too, besides the main two guys, Aiden, you could argue, has been benchable at times. But yeah. Chris Paul got hurt. You can argue they're better without him. That's a separate conversation. Besides Remember the main they, two guys, do they really have much? Yeah, super thin. Remember when on they the bench. drafted Aiton over Luca? Yeah, that was not a great, uh, great. They could have taken Bagley though, so it could have been worse. You know? <laughs> well, and and uh, Scott brought up a great point. Like that that Suns performance felt so unsustainable. I was talking about Booker and KD, but the Shamit thing was really the outlier. Yeah. I, I don't see him going off again like he did. Lante, can you make a case for the Suns, or are you also on the Nuggets here? Yeah, I'll be on the Nuggets. Uh, I thought that the Suns looked gassed in that in the last game. Yeah. Now, granted, they were uh, they put together a hell of a performance in Phoenix in those two games to get them back in the series. But yeah, I thought they looked completely gassed, outmatched, like you guys both uh, brought up. I thought Denver was getting things easier. Their games that they won, I felt like they were just a lot easier as far as scoring and being more efficient. Uh, they got to where they wanted to. The defense does give me trouble, uh, but Phoenix, like I said, they look so gassed. They're not even attacking the rim. And who knows what's going on with Booker's ankles? I know he had two different uh, mishaps in the game. Uh, he looked fine from. Uh, he looked fine initially, but then as the game went on, I felt like he was favoring it a little bit more. But um, yeah, like Scott said, man, I think that Phoenix just they just don't have enough right now. And I can make a case that Denver didn't even play that well last game. Um, Jamal Murray was horrible for two and a half, three quarters, and they still controlled it. I think Joker in the middle of the third quarter only had like 17, 18 points, if I'm not mistaken. What you know about that, Scott? I believe it was somewhere around there. Yeah, just, I, I, I don't just, have I, I didn't think I didn't think they played extremely well. Um, and I think Denver is gonna be the better team. The only thing that they have to do is get those role players to play at least to their average. They're not gonna play Bruce Brown's not gonna score 20 on the road. Um, and Aaron Gordon, his home road splits are a bit jarring, but if he can just bring it on the defensive side, finish some lobs and get to the free throw line, I think they'll be fun. So I like Denver to win it here. Um, my thing is if Denver doesn't win this game, I think they lose the game seven. Really? Yeah, I think they lose game seven. If they if they don't if they don't take care of them tomorrow, I think they lose game seven. I mean, they're gonna have two of the best three players on the floor. Phoenix is in a That's game. It's gonna seven. be a hell of a game if they if they lose game if, six if, and, and have a game seven. I don't yeah, think Denver it, wants to go back to Denver. Yeah, I think they, it's a reverse Phoenix Suns Maverick situation from yeah, last think, year where mm. Denver no shows the game against Phoenix in game seven. Well, no, I don't think it no show. I think it'll be a good game. What I'm saying is I think that in that in that level of intensity as far as game wise, I think that the two best players are more important than anything else on the floor. So I think that Durant and Booker can put together one huge performance to outlast anything that Denver has. I think the last point I'll mention quickly, sorry, is that even though Jokic got roasted by the media to get Embiid uh, an MVP uh, and the fact that Denver (laughs) defensively has not exactly been great this year, Phoenix is the worst defensive team in the series, right? I I mean, I think Denver's been better defensively than Phoenix has. Yeah, they have. Yeah, that's what I agree with. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't Phoenix, I don't think they can really stop anybody. Uh, chat, chat firing off. Uh, Quadrill Young pointing out alt line Denver minus two and a half plus 155. Don't mind that at all. Suns are cooked. What did Michael Jordan say in the last dance? We're bringing one suit. Love that confidence. would you like some uh, some nugget a nugget? Sure. Yeah. What do you got? What to, nuggets you got to, on the nuggets? That was that was pun intended. <laughs> well, I was doing a little deep dive, looking at the advanced first basket analytics. Oh, love it. Yeah. So, nuggets, uh, massive delta to the Suns here. Ten percent in terms of percent of games first field goal attempted. So Suns have a massive advantage. So that tells us we should take a Sun. Then when I poke in, it is DeAndre Ayton going to start? Yes, I assume. Experts say they're nodding yeah. their heads. He's going to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. DeAndre should, Ayton, should, yeah. fifth in the NBA with percentage of the game's first oh field goal God. attempt, and uh, I think even higher on the list for percentage of teams' first mm. field goal attempted. 
So you bring that up over uh, here at your local uh, book. What's that going to pay? Oh wait, he's not the favorite, not the second favorite, not even the third favorite. What do you five, get him like seven five to, to one? Five, to five to one. All right, all right. Little first basket sweat. It's a, it's I know a true for me, I know for method eight and other is usually the move because he usually just takes a mid range jump shot <laughs> as, the first, uh, as the first basket. Like, that's oh, usually his go to for the other. Yeah, you know, big athletic guy like that. That's the plus EV move, right? Like even better if you're fading away from the basket. Like hopefully, yeah. God, some, these guys. Some, like it's Embiid. When I see Embiid pull up, when I saw Embiid make that three pointer last <laughs> night, I was like, oh, which one? Yeah, well, a couple. If, that if was he's, the problem. If, I I don't <laughs> I don't like when he settles for the three. But if, the, he, if he's wide open, I'm you know fine what? with him taking those fast break and bead right to the three point line. Please <laughs> just run right to the three point line. Uh, TWH in the chat saying, "Are we still going Jimmy over twenty seven and Bam Ooh. over seventeen? Going back to the Heat Knicks no. props there, Scott. Any thoughts on those player props? I- I'd probably lean over if I had to pick either one. I'd probably lean to Bam over. Bam's been really good in the series. Yeah. And as Delonte mentioned before, I don't know how much Mitchell Robinson can actually use in the series. The reason why people loved him going in was because of how great he was on the boards in that Cleveland series. Has he done anything in the series at all? No. And he's been in foul mm-hmm. trouble a lot. They might go smaller. I think Bam, I think really just the Butler and Bam pick and roll has really just killed this Knicks defense. If Butler went for a 35 point game in a closeout spot, I wouldn't be shocked either. So I'd probably lean to the over on either one of those guys. I think my favorite prop for the actual game itself for an over, I'd lean Brunson. I think that he's in line for a good game. Mm. I'm on the under on Randall. At at this point, you can't make quotes talking about how the other team might (laughs) want it more. And for me to expect you to show up for a game after that. Are Knicks fans going to boo him when he touches the ball? Like, I'm kind of curious how the atmosphere is going to play itself out, but I'm going to lean to Randall under. Would it shock you if he has, and it's a massive throwback, like a Kobe playoff game against the Suns in game seven or a LeBron playoff game against the Celtics a while back? Does he just pass the ball and just refuses to shoot? Like, is he going to have some type of silent protest going on? Who knows? Quite the point quitting. is you don't really know. There's a chance Thibodeau benches him again. I'll lean to Randall under. All I know is the New York basketball fans are so smart, Sean. They really know when to cheer <laughs> and when to boo. So if they're, if they're smart, they'll boo Randall off the court. I uh, also want to say one thing, though. I can guarantee you right now, with the Knicks being down 3 1, there's a 0% chance that Durant regrets not coming to the Knicks. Oh, wow. <laughs> just going to put that out there. Right to the heart of all Knicks. Oh, fans. Just, just, just brutal. Wait, wait, Katie should have came. Those shirts I are going to be flying off the shelf I when just, they get knocked out. I just picture Scott walking down the streets of New York, smiling, looking at the misery of all these Knicks fans. My team didn't win a playoff game. They won a yeah. round. I'm in no position to make uh, to make any As a, type as of a Nets fan, he's he's keeping his head low. Uh, but tossing some enjoy, shrapnel at Katie. You can still enjoy the misery of the oh, I enjoy it. I just don't brag about it because they just <laughs> counteract saying at least we won a round and I can't really respond to that. So I'm just fighting a losing battle. Well, in the, yeah, in you, the, can, you can always make fun of Ben Simmons. That's a, that's a good fallback as someone who's been in your, uh, in your place. And the parallels between like, again, back to hockey, but Toronto and the Knicks both celebrating their first round victories uh, yeah. and then crashing down to reality to a uh, Florida team. Kramer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Are you locked in on the nugs plus three and a half as well? I'm a big fan of the nugs. Let's go. I mean, honestly, I thought it was going to be Durant versus LeBron. Now it, I guess it's Joker. Could this be a, a baton passing moment? LeBron passing the baton to Joker instead uh, of Durant. <laughs> Nick in the Nick in the YouTube chat with some just degen action here. Embiid cashing the three point first basket last night was sixty to one, and yeah. Butler's three point made on Monday was one hundred to one. Yeah. Well, I do know Embiid was the I believe the regular season first basket leader. Yeah, he he is yeah. a in terms of usually like it's like units a, it's or a, whatever. It's usually it's obviously something down low, easy two to kind of establish mm-hmm. you in the paint. But the three, uh, yeah, that's crazy, sixty to one. Alante, uh, before we get to the locks and dogs, any we gave Scott some time waiting on any props, any props next couple of days you're looking at. Yeah, I'll be looking at some Jamal Murray stuff for for Denver. Um, as for tonight's game, uh, I kind of just want to look at it. Maybe take some live props on the, uh, some books. Actually, post those live props. So look at some Jalen Brown tomorrow for first quarter. He's been killing it in the first quarter. Uh, also, I like Brunson. Like Scott was saying, I'm honestly thinking that Randall comes out and probably plays a little bit better. So maybe 
put a little can bit he play of worse. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He can't. So I mean, he has to. He has to respond in some form or fashion. But uh, yeah, so I'll look at some random stuff. Maybe points and rebounds included. Uh, as far as props, yeah, that's probably about it right now. I'm, I'm really locked into the game flow and wanting to see how these teams come out as far as adjustments and how they look um, being down, especially because I know that the the team that's down is going to be the aggressor. I just don't know if some of those bench guys are going to get ro- going to get like points or I mean minutes because I mean you got to go down with your guys. If you're going to go down, if you're going to go down, I want to go down with my best five or six. So let's go. All right, time for the lock and dog. Brought to you by ShadyRays.com. Promo code SGPN. Fifty percent off. Two plus pairs of polarized shades. Lante, let it start with you. Give us a lock. Give us a dog. And you can do anything. I know we didn't talk much totals. Again, make sure you subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Catch these guys and Terrell and Moon off giving you picks every day for the NBA. Uh, playoffs have been a super fun run uh, for the boys over there. Lante, what do you got for us? Yeah, man, I'm gonna keep it simp- short and simple. I'm gonna go with the Knicks laying the four at, or three Ooh. and a half at home. Uh, I think it's a good spot for them. If you don't want to lay the three and a half, probably just you know play the first quarter. They're really good in the first quarter, first half. Um, but for my lock, I'll go with the New York Knicks minus three and a half in the first quarter. And man, the only thing we agreed on, everybody agreed on, was the Nuggets plus the points. So that's gonna be my dog. Okay. Denver, are you gonna go money line or just yeah, points? yeah, money line, yeah, Denver All money right. line, yeah. Denver, because if they don't win, I think they lose the series. He was offended by that question. <laughs> of course, I just want to get it for the record. Of course, I'm going yeah. for the record. Uh, Scotty, what do you got? Do you, do you, do you? Are you annoyed by being called Scotty? Is that uh, <laughs> no, I, okay. I don't mind. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> some Scots don't like Scotty. It was just it just beam happened naturally. Up, I don't right. want to, you know, yeah. Beam up a beam up a pick here, Scotty. What do you got for the lock and dog? <laughs> yeah, so I'm not just gonna recycle the same exact two picks I gave out on the show earlier today because that's wasting like everybody's it. time. Uh, so starting off with the lock, I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis under in points. Mm. Uh, I know that he was pretty good the last two games. He was really good in the Love first half angle. last game, except he really vanished in the fourth quarter. And nobody really noticed because Lonnie Walker carried the team. But if we're talking about the argument that the Lakers might roll over, Edie played 40 plus minutes last game. They might be exhausted. They might limit the workload. Not to mention the fact that I'm assuming the Warriors are going to really try to make him work defensively by bringing him out away from the pain. He's going to have to guard and pick and rolls more. I like Davis under. It would not surprise me if he has a lackluster performance here. And I do think the Warriors found something earlier with pick and roll defense against him uh, with him having to guard more defensively. So I do think they're going to stick with it, try to drain some energy from AD on that end. And I think as a result, this point totals a bit too high. So I'm going to go with the under on Anthony Davis points. I believe the line's at 24 and a half. Is that right? I think. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's either 24 yeah, and a half or 25 and a half. I see 20, it's 24 and a half. You can yeah. So I'll take the under on Anthony Davis points. And what do you, what do you got? What do you got as a dog, a plus money opportunity for fellow sharp betters? All right. So my dog on the NBA show today was the heat money line. So I'm not going to repeat that, even though I do like that (laughs) instead, I'm going to go with the alternative spread on the heat. I compared the series a lot to the Hawks heat series, the Hawks uh, Knicks series a couple of years ago, where it just seems like the Knicks are outmatched and they got run out of the building the last three games in that series. And they came back home for game five, Atlanta killed them and Trey Young took a bow at center court. I, I think they're going to end up seeing Butler uh, put this game, put the series just on ice. I'm going to go with Miami to win this game comfortably. I'm going to take Miami minus the, you know what? We'll go minus nine and a half. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Plus wow. 420. We'll go plus 420 oh, on Miami to win by 10 plus points. So you're sucking up, uh, sucking up to Ryan Scott, over here. Don't give away my alt system. 420 is always a sweet spot. It's 420. That's a sign, yeah. man. I got, I got to take it. The sweet plays on. Kramer, what do you got for the people? Well, we're gonna lock. Sean, check this out. Yeah, you're not gonna expect this at all. Lock. Lakers team total under. Okay. 108 and a half. That was my lock on the NBA show, so oh. I wasn't gonna repeat that I, too. I oh, did. Yeah. I promise I did not watch the show, but I do. I, I do. I, I do like, I'm, the, I'm uh, saying that I co-signed the play. I just wasn't going to give it out on the second. No, I know. I just, I'll give you credit. First, first reported by Scott. I'll be uh, tailing on that for my dog. Uh, let's just, let's go with that. Aiton first bucket. Okay. Wow. All oh, right. Man. What do you mean? No, I like oh. it. First bucket. 
Yeah. I found uh, out eight and other, by the way, was 13 to one. If you want to get even more degen on it. Okay. So wait, sorry. What do you mean? Eight and other like, meaning no free throws, no dunks, no layups, just a regular jumper type of okay. shot. All right. Wow, that is that's next level, and that's why we got. That's why we got Scott here. Just every every time, just that jumper sweat. It's like throwing the dice. You know, right. you get like get one point five seconds of just pure pure sweat. For my lock, I'm giving out the Sixers money line, even though it is plus one ten. They shouldn't be a dog. And for my dog, was that first quarter or a full game? Full, full game. Okay. Right? Full just, game. I'm just checking because NFL Sean will be present. And uh, <laughs> since everyone's really going hard in the paint here, I'm going to give out a money line parlay: Heat, Sixers, oh. Nuggets, eleven to one. Wow! Let's Ooh. go all on the money line. You got, you got. I was just going to go Nuggets, but they were they're giving out plus five hundred, plus four hundred. You know what that was, Sean? How to amp it up? You were shopping hungry there. You you open you open the refrigerator. <laughs> I love all three teams you, on the money, you, and you took all the produce and threw it into the pot for your stew. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah. gonna be a big cash stew. Parlay stew. Oh, that's that could be fun. Oh, that's a new segment. Yeah, Look out! Fun. Throw a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Got yourself a sweet parlay stew. All right, make sure if you haven't already subscribed to the NBA Gambling Podcast, got you covered. They're also on YouTube. Uh, make sure you check out the live shows; a lot of fun. Uh, big thanks to Lante Smith uh, calling in. Make sure you check out Lante on Twitter at xxlantexx. And of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Reichel. Check him out on Twitter as well at Reichel Radio. Kramer, we'll be back talking uh, spring football. Got a best ball mm. draft. It's just got a ton more uh, content coming NFL. at you. I mean, team previews. We how far away from team team previews, previews right around the corner. Maybe get a little hockey in here. Get oh. the hockey guys as well. Make sure you Smash. that subscribe button. Shout out to the chat. Killed it today. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the Muddy Green, and he is Ryan. I really have enjoyed the NBA playoff drama. Kramer, let it ride.